Okay, hi everybody. This is another episode of Better. I am Dr. John Duffy, and with me is the dairy-free, dewy-skinned <laughs> Julie Duffy. <laughs> What's up, babe? Um, You're off the dairy, which I wasn't aware of till yesterday. What? I, that, not to the degree. That, I thought you were eating yogurt and that yogurt was a dairy thing. No, coconut yogurt. It's dairy-free. Coconut based yogurt. No, I... You're sneaking. We did a podcast called Is Food the New F Word? But we were talking about how um, there's all these fad diets and all these extreme, um, you know, methodologies for fitness and weight loss and how annoying they are and how, you know, you... They don't work in the in the it was vast kind of, scheme. Well, right. I think it was right around my reunion. Um, oh, it was definitely it was, around it your was, reunion. It was. <laughs> yes. So my reunion was in June. I think so June 1st, I started this cleanse, and it was basically fruits and vegetables and, you know, nuts. Um, and I did it for 10 days, and um, there was no dairy. So I, would, I had just made a joke that, you know, so you, you know, eat pizza and drink wine and eat brownies. And then, you know, uh, two days later, you're saying, is this Chobani yogurt making me fat or bloated? Because they say yogurt and dairy is in, it's inflammatory. <laughs> so I was eating a lot of yogurt and I was wondering, is this Chobani screwing me over and mocking the heck out of it? But interestingly... I don't eat dairy, really. I mean, I, I am not an extremist. Well, I don't know if that's true. But I'm not, I'm not um, you know, I have, I'll have a piece of cheese on the weekend or have a sandwich with cheese in it on the weekend or eat a piece of pizza. But during the week, I primarily, I'm not eating, I don't eat dairy. And I said this before, but I wasn't, my knees were, killing me. I couldn't do squats. I couldn't do lunges. I was, you know, I was really tentative and I'm completely pain-free, like lunging and squatting. And, um, you know, I, I have, I have zero limitations and I kind of thought, Oh, you know, I'm, it's, you know, people will say, well, you know, we're getting, we're not getting any younger. And right. I mean, I, but I was, sick that I was that person, you know, in the gym that I needed, oh, you know, that, that I needed the the trainer to give me a, a different exercise to do. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I mean, there's a lot of reasons we have to do that. And that's what's great. You can uh, edit and you can change things and still get fit. But the truth is, yes, I think dairy... <laughs> Um, wasn't doing me any good. You seem pretty sure of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know we were talking about that. I didn't either. Oh, oh, you just because you said dairy free. Yeah, I mean, it's something I didn't honestly didn't realize until today because I thought you were eating yogurt all the time, and I thought it was coconut flavored dairy. Oh yeah, you know no, I, mean? no, I thought no. It was, there was a dairy based. No, there's to it. Co there's cashew and coconut um, milk based yogurts. And, it's why um, they're so they don't taste that good. No, they. Do uh -huh. this one brand of coconut yogurt, vanilla, is so good, and I put uh, frozen raspberries and walnuts in it, and it's like heaven. Okay, so there's that. Okay, so 
I want to say a little something about my friend Darwin Cole, who died last night. Um, he, I know that was quite a segue. Yeah. Um, he had diabetes and he'd suffered a lot of years from complications. Um, I don't think I even realized his sister was kind of reminding, we were texting back and forth and uh, reminding me, but he was such a funny, gregarious, um, kind, amazing person. He went into prisons and, um, you know, counseled and ministered to prisoners. He uh, had a beautiful singing voice. Um, he just was, he was an amazing guy. And he, yeah, he died last night. So I just wanted to say his name, Darwin Cole. Um, we grew up. It's a cool name, Darwin. Since I've known you, I, I never met Darwin. Yeah, and you know how, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, people come back into our lives or we find out they're ill. And then you remember how we, you know, we've been remembering how close we all were. We were like family. We lived next door to them um, in our first house in Ames. There was a park across the street. And actually, Brenda sent me a couple pictures of all of us kids together. Um, and we, uh, they moved to Coulter, Iowa, onto a farm. And it was a magical place to visit because they had a few of every animal. They had a lot of pigs. Um, but they had a few horses, a few cows, a few chickens. They all had names. I mean, it was really heaven. So going to spend uh, time on the farm was so fun. And my little brothers, who are six years younger, have great memories of that, too. Um, they were just the kindest, uh, most down-to-earth family. Um, and yeah, Darwin and his sister Brenda, so funny. Um, and I picture them always smiling and laughing. Um, and Darwin's been sick his whole life, right? I mean, he has been sick. Like, I, again, you know, I've talked to him blessedly uh, on the phone um, a couple times in the last few years. I know he, I talked to him around my parents, both their 80th birthdays. I think he was in Texas at the time and really wanted to try to make it up, but um, his health didn't allow for it, but we, t he, he was such a talker. We talked for a long time on the phone and you could, you would never know that he was suffering. He just sounded robust and funny and, um, and joyful. He did talk about it a little bit, but it's not what you came away with. And so just, yeah, I just wanted to say his name and I'm thinking about his family. Yeah. And yeah, he, you know, Life goes fast, but I have such vivid memories of just cracking up. It's amazing to me, people like that, you know, somebody who is kind of suffering in some way perpetually and somehow leaves you happy, leaves you, you know, buoyed by their presence. I don't even think I understand the people like that, you know, it's... It's an amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah. He was just, he really was just funny as hell <laughs> and, um, and laughed all the time. And I'm sure he, he definitely touched a lot of lives. And I'm really bummed that he had to endure so much. Yeah. And especially in the end, like it doesn't make any sense.
No, we uh, should be better at that that suffering part at the end, right? Yeah, preventing it. So anyway, I, I felt so grateful to be in contact with Brenda. She started posting pictures, uh, a ton of pictures on Facebook, and so I reached out to her because I it set off alarm bells. It, so she wasn't saying happy birthday. She just was saying I love my brother and posting a ton of pictures. So right. I reached out to her, and she said, yeah, he's dying. So anyway, I just wanted to say a shout-out. Darwin Cole. To Dar. Yeah. Funny Darwin. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> crying on a podcast. <laughs> well, but it's it's, 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 wor- it's I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to say his name and proud, um, to say his name. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, yeah, he sounds amazing. I'm sorry I never met to get that got to meet him. Yeah, I know it's weird to me almost, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, what else? Well, George, we had George's birthday. <laughs> yeah, so George is George Duffy is twenty four years old, and um, his girlfriend Lauren engineered kind of perfectly a family dinner, and then a surprise party at a bar about a block away, and you and Lauren were texting back and forth constantly, and George, who isn't typically much for surprises seemed to dig this one. He was very excited Yeah, about he was it. totally he, he surprised. He was truly surprised yeah. and impressed. So Yeah, it was, that, well that was pretty Lauren. close. That was, that was fun. Yeah, it was her idea, and um, we were happy to be included. And, uh, yeah, he was. we just went out for a great dinner, like you said, and then just moseyed over to this bar, and all his friends were there with hats and blowers and um, whatever, noisemakers. Right. <laughs> they were so cute. It was fun. There's a... There's one observation I made that night that I don't think we've talked about. Um, there's a difference. So we, you and I went, right? Yeah. And um, and I think sometimes as parents we get in this space where we we go to something like that with our kids and their friends as just kind of a a moment or hang out in the corner and people would stop and say hi. We were in it. We were part of it. We, we chose to be part of it, and I think people kind of invited us in to be part of it, you know, despite the fact that there's, you know, 30 years between us and the next person there. Yeah, I mean, we've always had that relationship with George. And a lot of his friends. Thankfully, yeah. I yeah. mean, and, yeah, and actually one of his friends was telling us, he's like, oh, yeah, man, my parents would have been like, yeah, see you tomorrow at brunch, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've... I think we would encourage people not to be the see you tomorrow brunch parents, yeah. you know, but like if you, if your kid invites you to the thing, go to the thing. Mm-hmm. Typically you want to go to the thing, show up for the thing. Yeah. Not that, you know, you have to linger, you don't have to invade, but. Oh, we, we usually just stay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, anyway, it was fun. Right. So, um, one thing I thought we could talk about, there's actually two things on my mind. One is. In, on iTunes, when you when you search for podcasts, you do it by category, and this podcast has always been a self help podcast. And you realized recently, I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's the right spot for our podcast. And I think you were right about that. Well, that's so broad, and I, um, yeah. So we changed it to parenting because that's really what it's about. And parenting, it's about family and parenting, right? And parenting is everything. Yeah, parenting is kind of. 
all it, it's what we're doing all the time. It's what we're engaged in somehow in the back of our minds all the time. Almost all of us. Well, right, because we all have parents, and we all, um, yeah, we all have parents. At the very <laughs> least, we all have parents, and we got to deal with that part, um, <laughs> or we get to deal with that part, yeah. depending on where we're you are. We're all here because of parents, right? And um, and some of us are parents, and um, yeah. So anyway, we changed it because self help is broad, and I wasn't even sure where we were. Right. So for whatever it's worth, that's where we are now. <laughs> right. So um, the book has been out for a month as of probably when we post this podcast, right? Oh, God, right. Yeah. September 15th. That's yep, right. Yep, yep. And, uh, and so I, I was thinking before we hit play here a little bit about like, okay, so what, what have we gotten out of this last month? Like what stands out, you know? And I'll, I'll say a little bit about what stands out to me. Um, so it's kind of like a ride. Like there's a lot going on when you're putting out a book. Like you and I have been very active. You know, you got to edit the thing. You got to back to the publisher. Then you got, you know, little marketing plans and things you have to do and then events to set up. And then and then stuff starts happening. And you start, we, we, we actually have an event where you speak and I speak. And um, we've done a bookstore event or two. Wait, you mean that, that happened? We've, That's you've happened had, now. You're right. You've right. had two speaking gigs at schools. And we've had one book signing. We have a ton coming up this week. So in the past, I, I've, I've done a fair amount of speaking in front of parents, right? You know, mm-hmm. in, in like the last decade or so. And this feels markedly different um, because normally I can I, I, I can kind of marry up the gravity of a parenting situation with something really, really light and fluffy and funny. I can usually go for the laugh, you know what I mean? Um, and I realized um, the way I kind of crafted the talk around this whole thing, it is not funny. It is not funny. And, um, and I was aware the first time I was speaking to a pretty sizable crowd, you know, it was kind of like, is there anybody alive out there? (laughs) Right. Like the air was sucked out of the room for a good half hour before I kind of dropped a little bit of a light thing, a a lighter moment, but it was quiet for a while, man. Well, people are wrapped. It's a lot of information, but yeah, at first we didn't know how to read it, but then people afterwards were um, very clear that it's information that they needed. And, you know, you are a very dynamic presenter. So they're Go on. hearing you. Um, but, you're, yeah, you, you like to laugh. You like to, you know, you like, to, you like to inject that in, and it's harder this time around. It just doesn't <laughs> belong. I mean, because and, – and, and it's a bummer. I mean, I, I, if I'm being honest, like it's kind of a drag. And it was, we're like, how do we make this more fun? <laughs> Yeah, because I want people to come and ha- and enjoy the evening, and yet what's happening in the lives of our kids and the minds of our kids is heavy. Yeah, and so humor doesn't really belong. Well, you it, listen. There's moments where of relief and laughter. Oh yeah, but, co- but definitely we, come to the things. You know, don't not yeah. come to the things. Oh right, don't. Right. Actually, quite fun and funny. And there's a band <laughs> and no, and we are actually going to try to figure out a way to make it more fun. But no, the, the pe- people are loving the the talks and the information. Um, it's just that it's a lot. It's a lot for them to take in, and we we've been 
rolling around. Well, you, we've been rolling around in this information and this knowing for a long time. And then, and we forget some of these parents are hearing it all for the first time. All clustered together. Yeah. And it's a lot. And the reason you wrote the book is, you know, parents don't know. That was the whole point. That is the whole point. And so, yes, hearing it all um, laid out is a little jaw dropping at first. Yeah. Um, And you do offer some great, practical, simple advice for what to do. Uh, but yeah, we both kind of noticed afterwards, like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awfully until quiet we heard, but people don't move, you know, you, you talk for about an hour and then you, there's Q and a, and nobody moves like people stay. Yeah. So you think, you know, they'll, oh, they're going to start shuffling out. No, they s- don't move. They stay and they have questions. They have a lot of questions yeah. and a lot to say. Yeah. But th- that's what, that's what struck me is like. I thought this was going to be like it was last time around, you know, when I wrote the first book. But it, it's, it is so different now. It is so different. What I hear from kids is so different. And so we did a talk at a bookstore, the one right below our office here. And um, Chad and Tiffany, good friends of ours who are both therapists, brought their kids, Grace and Everett. Yeah. And um, I learn everything from kids. I learn everything from kids. And I'm kind of talking about uh, a concept where kids are therapists for each other. And Grace says the word sad fishing. Wait. You were talking about how kids are de facto therapists for each other. And Grace and Everett were shaking their heads like crazy. Oh, yeah, they were not. Like, like looking at each other like, yep, we are. And then you talked about how with social media, the next thing is already on in development. Oh, the is, next, that when, is that yeah, what Grace said? The next thing is already being created. Like this stuff is going to continue to develop, continue to change, continue to morph. And Grace said, oh, yeah, sad fishing. Right. And sad fishing is, you know, because... I asked Grace about it when I was done talking because I'm desperate to know like what's on kids' minds, and uh, um, and Grace has her finger on the pulse of things, as does Everett, and um, and she just explained to me a little bit about what it was, and I looked it up, and and sad fishing is effectively laying out your kind of your depression, your anxiety, uh, your quote unquote sob story on social media in order to get that sympathy from other people. Yeah, um, which kind of supports a notion that, and puts a word to a notion that I think about a lot because I I hear it from kids, is this idea that um, you almost need to be afflicted with something in order to feel like part of something online for a lot of kids. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, if I'm not anxious or depressed, is that, am I not thinking deeply enough? Am I not, uh, do I not have enough soul somehow? And um, and so there's something dangerous in my, to my thinking about that that I, that thinking, but I've worked with kids who are like you know who feel that way who feel like you know I don't know I don't feel that sad really but I think I'm like screwed up because there must be something wrong with me if right. I'm not feeling what everybody feels. Yeah, that's there's something wrong with me if there's nothing wrong with me, which is really twisted. It's really twisted. Well, there's still though a lot of kids who are 
presenting, trying to present happy, happy, fun, fun, out there, uh, killing life. That's what they're – a lot of kids are trying to present that on social. Yeah, for um, sure. But – no, I'm, I'm sure it's the other way, too, and, you know, for adults, too. But, yeah, no, the, you, the fact that kids, if we've gone to the, to the side that you feel like if you're just happy, you don't have the, enough depth, God help us all. Right. <laughs> well, one thing you and I were talking about earlier today was it's probably okay to feel good a lot of the time. Like we're in these we're, we're in this weird moment historically, culturally for our kids, for each other, politically um, this this climate feels odd. It feels like we're on the moon kind of. Like I feel like I'm we're on a different planet in the last few years in a lot of ways. And um, and 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 I I think a lot of us have been less happy than we were 10 years ago. And um, and I, I I think there might be this fundamental feeling like it's not okay to lift the mood and be a little happier. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know, and I don't I don't know. Mm, I don't know that we think it's not okay, but I love the idea of saying out loud that it is okay, and that's I mean that's the goal. That, that, that's the whole point, joy, you know, and, and, and if you ask me, yeah, and I, you're looking at me, so <laughs> I'm going to yeah, assume you're so. asking me. <laughs> I guess um, that. that's right. The point is joy, and I'll never change um, my stance on that, and so, yeah, we should be feeling good most of the time. Uh, the universe... there's this phrase from A Course in Miracles or this thought, and this isn't exactly the way I, it's probably written, but it, the God or the universe or however you like to say it, gives us a million ways to gladden ourselves and we refuse them all. Isn't that interesting and, and terrifying in a way? Or many of them, you know, um, our default messaging to ourselves and sometimes mood um, can be lack or sadness. Um, and I love the idea of talking about how let's not ha- let's not let it be that. Let's not have it be that. You talked about the 90-10 yeah. principle. I'll let you. I'll let me explain. Let you the talk 90, about that. Let me briefly explain <laughs> the ninety ten principle. This is something I really press on parents all the time, because um, parents will say, back when I wrote the available parents, some parent, parents would say to me like, "Oh, I, I tried it, doesn't work." And what people are missing a lot of the time is this ninety ten thing. That ninety percent of the time that you spend with your kids, you should be hanging with them, playing with them. Laughing, laughing like Darwin. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You should be making in jokes with them and getting into what they're into. You know, listening with them, whatever music they're listening to, whatever show they're watching, whatever game they're playing, whatever 
weird quirks they have that don't um, show up anywhere else, you know, like celebrate that stuff. Celebrate the weirdness of your kid that's awesome, that's unique and cool. Um, and then that gives you leverage for the other 10%. That's the idea is like if you need your kid's attention or um, you need them to do something or you, 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 you just need, need to impart some, some like wisdom, wisdom some on them or lecture, some guidance some, right. to them. And, you, you, and not, not even just as a strategy. Like, why are we here? We're here for joy and laughter and love and fun and purpose. And, you know, why should it be any different than that? And I do like the idea of saying that out loud more. Like, we don't need to be so burdened. And, and it's... Uh, it's something we need to say and need to remember because the news is bad. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> lately I've been kind of not myself in a way. I've been um, myself in a lot of ways, but I've been feeling kind of angry. I don't know if that's the right word. Kind of like Time's up, and, and in, in a lot of ways, for the right reasons. Like, we did a podcast, like, time's up. Tell your kid every day you love them and that you're proud of them. And, you know, come on, let's go. Let's wake up and stop this, you know, luxury, judgy, lazy definition of success, you know, annoying way of communicating with our kids. I'm, I feel like I'm off on a tangent here. But, so I, I don't mind my time's up vibe, but... I, I think we're all uh, weary of the banter, the news. There's a lot of stuff that's going on that doesn't feel good, and I think it's taking us down hard. So I love the idea of talking about let's be in joy, let's laugh more, because that's why we're here. So, okay, agreed 100%. And I can imagine that there's at least somebody listening to us who's thinking, well, easy for you guys to say. Like, you know, I've had a hard life. I'm, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or I've been suffering OCD, you know, something. You know, like people have things that they are suffering. And so I, I don't think either one of us would be inclined to diminish any of that, right? Because that's no. all real. We both had some of that in our lives, um, a lot of it probably, you know. Um, but... Even, even if you carry a diagnosis, you know what I mean? Like, I'm an anxious person. But it is okay that that's not your calling card. It is okay to be joyful the vast majority of the time. It can't be your calling card. No, it can't be anybody's. You know, and um, you and I were joking a little while ago about a phrase. Um, and, and again, not to diminish anybody or anything, but we were saying, let's not be at risk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we were kind of, yeah, joking. Like, right? That's so boring. <laughs> Don't like... be at risk. Come on, man. So, but there's something to the thought, right? Like, um, Darwin died and Darwin suffered, right? You know, just circling back for a second here. And, um, and we're all suffering to some extent, something. But I always think like, you know, um, a kid will ask me, and this, this happened recently. Um, he was bordering on feeling suicidal. And he's like, you know, um, why are you happy? And, um, and I agreed with him. I said, you know, I'll tell you why. 
because isn't it a freaking miracle just that we have hearts beating in our chest and our lungs are pumping this like air through, and, and we have eyes that we can see each other. Our brains can think it's insane. What we, we, you know, life is insane. And, you know, if there's a God or there is some other plan that has created us, this is a crazy thing we're going through here, but we should enjoy it. You know, it, it's a pretty amazing thing, no matter what. And the last thing you want to do is be flip about it or, or not, not relish in it at all. You know what I mean? Not take the moment and be like, marvel at like, you know, nature or the fact that you can see things or hear things or smell things or taste things or love somebody, all that stuff, you know, like it's, it's insane. It's a crazy world, man. You know what I mean? Like, and we can make it anything we want it to be. In so a way. what did he say? Like, Oh, he was down with that. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally... No, and you He was about, about that right away. He like, was we're like, not diminishing anybody's anything. I mean, we've, again, we've all been through many ups and downs, um, but we... Yeah, I love the idea of talking about focusing on, you know, the laughter, even just humor. Like, and you use humor a lot with your kids. Your brother, when he, you know, your brother Tom who died, you guys... Your best memories of him is even when he was in, in, you were hospitalizing him, you guys would be laughing so hard you'd be crying, the, right? Yes. The, the funniest, the, the funnest time Tom and I had together, um, I went and picked him up because he needed to be hospitalized. And, um, and this, this happened a number of times, and, and my tone probably doesn't match the gravity of the situation at all. But if he were sitting next to me right now, we would both be laughing really hard. And um, he was alarmed at how fast I was driving to the emergency room. And then we had to wait like eight hours. And That's crazy. And, it, and Tom would just like, there was a loading dock. And he would like walk out. I'd be like, sit your ass down and just be, do what the doctor said. And he'd be like... I gotta have a cigarette. I'm gonna go outside. I'm like, you're in a gown. I can see your skinny little <laughs> ass. Like you're sitting down, you know. And you know, then he just like push me or like we like really be inappropriate. And he would walk out to the loading dock in the gown like a crazy person he was, and he'd go smoke outside. Wait, do you remember you told me the story recently? Remind me the story recently. You and your dad went to visit him in Minneapolis. No, or no, no. he was in a hospital somewhere. Yes. Yeah, it was in, it was in Joliet, and. Um, and oh, some god awful place, right? It's a bad place. Yes. What and, was it? Uh, I'd I'd rather not say. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I it was a psych... I had to place people there. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Um, not a. It was a psych hospital that was. It's a psychiatric hospital, yeah. and um, but they this was back. Uh, Tom died in two thousand one, and so people were smoking in these things, you know, and uh, and he asked my dad. So we were in this conference room. And my dad was was alive at this time, so this had to be before 1998 when Walt died. And um, and Tom said, "Did you bring did you bring me any smokes?" And uh, my dad said, "No, we we didn't stop on the way here." And Tom took an ashtray off the table and he threw it against the wall and it shattered. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, right? No. Yeah. And my dad said, "Walt goes, what are you what are you out of your mind, Sam?" And he goes. Oh no! It doesn't matter. They're not. They can't lock me up any more than this. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And you guys all laughed. Oh, we were cracking up. Oh I mean, we were God. dying. And then my dad, who would only have ever five dollars on him, would make me give Tom more money for yeah. for smokes and stuff. But um, um, why are we talking about this? 
I don't oh, know. Partly, partly it was, um, you know, when we talk about my brother, um, what people are inclined to when people initially ask me about Tom is like, you know, um, so uh, Heidi Stevens recently wrote, recently wrote a piece that talked about Tom's suicide. Yeah. And so people who read that w- w- came to my office and we'd be, be like, so sorry. You know what I mean? Talk about how sad, you know, I'm so sorry you lost your brother to suicide. Yeah, how awful. Of course. And it is awful. Yeah. Um, but, um, and maybe this is just a coping skill for me. There were 34 years where, you know, Tom was alive and he was sad a lot of the time. He was unhappy a lot of the time. He was also brilliant and funny and, you know, like I, I refuse to diminish any of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that, that is all I hold on to. You know what I mean? That, that's what I remember about him. And so when his daughters ask about him, it's easy to tap into this network of memories that is um, – that brings out a side of me that um, – I never would have found without him. You know what I mean? Because I was a rule follower and I was like, you know, right. don't, we're not, we're not being inappropriate here. You know, and Tom would throw the ashtray against the wall and start cracking up. And I, what choice do I have, yeah. but to join in, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he was, he was the anti me in every way. And somewhere in between us was probably a really good, <laughs> good mixture of human being. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, even in that kind of darkness, there can be a lot of joy. You know what I mean? There really can. You can find it. It's kind of why we're here. Um, we've talked, you've talked a lot about that lately with parents. Like kids right now need laughter and light and um, and they need to refuel. You know, you talk about the vibe in your home and um, the, the typical uh, focusing on the flaws, judgment, um, hands on hips, you know, first of all, uh, so boring. Second of all, you're, it's not what they need. They know what you think. And, you know, why not laugh? You've talked, you've told many stories of the healing that comes in a relationship when people like parents and kids can even laugh about the way they used to fight. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, um, Here's, here's something that's new. And as you're talking, I just realized this, Julie, is not that long ago, the bit would be that kids would be in the backseat laughing and the parents would be like, you know, knock that off, right? Now, kids don't laugh so much anymore. You know what I mean? Like there used to be, I remember Ed Dunkelblau, my first boss in this field, uh, pointed out this crazy fact. It was that children would laugh about 185 times a day on average. That was the number. And adults would laugh 10. And so somewhere along the line, we lose all the humor. Now, I don't think kids laugh 185 times a day. I want them to. Wow. I, I want them about to. This. This, is, yeah. this is the thing. Yeah. And Ed knows because Ed was the president of the <sighs> um, Association of Applied Therapeutic Humor. Honest to God, <laughs> a real thing <laughs> that the guy who was Robin Williams played him in a movie oh, with a yeah, clown yeah. nose and stuff. He was he was part of that as well. But Ed was president of that for a while. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, humor. So yeah, people don't laugh like laughter. Children don't laugh like I. One thing I find myself doing, I, I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast, is like you know, I don't care how depressed a kid is sitting across from me, that kid is going to laugh 
about depression in the hell. Yeah. You know what you, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I love the irreverence of turning everything inside out on itself. And, you know, like, and nothing, there there should be nothing that's untouchable when humor is concerned as far as, I, as, far as I'm concerned. Like, you know. And what a relief. Right. Oh, God. What a relief. It's, it's everything, man. It's like, you know, finally, somebody's not just talking about this nice and easy with me and hearing me, but we're cracking up about it. I remember working with this girl, and she's like, we were laughing about, you know, she's kind of like, well, what what would you have to hospitalize me for? <laughs> like, well, what do you got? Like, <laughs> So we're, like, negotiating whether she's going to be hospitalized or not. She goes, well, um... Eating some calories every day, but not that many. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to up that a little bit. What else you got? You know, yeah. like we're literally like, you know, on the sadness meter, where are you from zero to ten? Ooh, two. You know, like, ooh, yeah, that's not gonna work out. You know, need, need to get that up. Yeah, need to get that up, or you know, we're gonna have to start talking about you know, the the gown and the hospital and the whole thing that Tom went through. I will. I will say. I don't think I've ever walked by your office where I haven't heard you laugh. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's um, that's therapy now, man. A lot of it is laughing. It's being present and sitting in someone's stew with them and laughing. It's and and um, and no matter what, and honoring it. But that's that's uh, that is part of honoring where somebody is. Is like, there there is humor. In every weird, dark corner of our lives, man, <laughs> there really yeah. is. Trust me, because I've got some. Yeah, and no matter what your kid is go- is going through, no matter what they've done, um, you can get past it. And you have to. Yeah, you for sure. Have to. And don't overfocus on it. And I do want to. Make- and they're not strangers because they've done something aberrant. I want to make one correction. Um, or clarification. So, a uh, couple pod. You did one podcast, a, a solo cast about suicide. But the one before that, we were talking about tell your kids you're, that you love them and you're proud of them every day. And I stand by that. But I just I said find the thing you're proud of and focus on that. And I just want to take you take the judgment out of that. Uh, I don't care if you're proud of it or not. Find the thing that's cool about them. Find the thing that they like about themselves that they feel good about that they feel gather strength from um and focus on that even and, if even if you you're fighting it internally yeah if you focus on it even if you're not proud of it i don't you know it, it doesn't have to be it, it just fi- find the thing that that is uh that is strength based or light and fun and funny about them and focus on that and don't focus on the thing that you that you don't like or that you're and, concerned about. And if you can seriously ease up on the judgment part, you'll probably dig it. You'll probably be like, wow. Because every kid's impressive in some way. You know what I mean? Every kid is either like like super funny or is a really good artist or, you know, has like some kind of interest and in some kind of history. You know, I work with a kid who like knows everything about European history and finds the crazy humor and the, some of the things that have happened and like some of the wars and stuff like and just cracking me up for an hour about it like um so go with what's your your kid is interested in even if you feel like i wish they weren't i don't like that at all yeah and get into it and you might surprise yourself go into it with an open mind you will man, 100% surprise yourself. It's you, way more fun. It's way more life-giving, and it's way more um, it's necessary. connecting, and it's way more why we're here. 
it's what we have to do now. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, and it's not bad news. It, it's good news. You just have it's to let go. Such good news. You have to let go a little bit. You have to let go of what you pictured or what you wanted or thought you wanted out of fear or judgment or ego, and and let your kid be who he or she is. It's important, and that, that's that's where the good stuff is. Yeah. Man, did we rant here? Well, yeah. So, inspired by Darwin and his big laugh and love and joy of life, um, this is where we ended up. It's all, it's all relevant. I'm struck by Darwin's name in the context of this discussion. Oh. And you know, like, so Darwin, Darwin, yeah. it was about survival and. Survival used to be about how fast you could run, you know what I mean, or um, how brilliant a thinker you were. Now I think it might be how funny you can be, how how you can lighten the load, you know what I mean? Like that's right. That's Darwinism. Oh, <laughs> that's the new Darwinism. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Think about what Darwin was. You know. So here's a guy who's who's suffering almost his entire life, and you and you're. Your gut impression of him is, oh my God, so funny, so talented, bigger than life. You know, um, that's that's the call to arms, man. It's, yeah, you, you can't know, like, really improve on that. Nope, nope. The new the new Darwinism. New Darwinism. Um, laugh this survival week, of the funnest. Laugh this, yeah. Laugh this <laughs> week. Make someone laugh. Lighten up. Smile, and um, yeah. Here's to Darwin. Here's to Darwin. We'll click our Jimmy John's yeah. uh, Diet Coke glasses. Right on. Click. Love you, Coles. Thinking of you. Love you, Coles.